Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who make Coastal Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. We've got a great show today. I really enjoy my one of one of my well both guests yesterday, but in particular uh, Robbie D'Angelo. We were talking about you know living a healthy lifestyle, and uh, Robbie's very motivational, and uh, he's a good friend, and he's someone who I really enjoy spending time with. Uh, we talked about some of the some of the challenges and like um, you know motivation that Will Smith gives us, and one of the things that Will Smith says is that greatness exists in all of us. And what that reminded me of is a quote from uh, Mike Ditka, who said, before you can win, you have to believe you're worthy. And, uh, and then, you know, kind of coming back to Will Smith again, Will Smith says that here is what I believe, and I'm willing to die for it. You know, he says it's that simple, finding your purpose in life, and everyone has it. Everyone has a purpose. What is your purpose? Here's what I believe, and I'm willing to die for it. I, I, I love the simplicity of that. But so much motivation that comes from, conversations with people like uh, Robbie D'Angelo. Now to today's guest. You know, I'm honored every day to have this opportunity to do Coast View and celebrate Coastal Mississippi on 103.1. Uh, it comes on at 9.06, Monday through Friday. And of course, it's on, the, on your favorite podcast or YouTube or Facebook. I, I came to Coastal Mississippi when I was four years old. I worked for the Sun-Herald for 27 years. I love the outdoors. <clears throat> and I soaked this place up that we love so much every single day. You would think that I knew just about everything there is to know about this amazing place. But the, but the truth is I learned something new virtually every single day from the guests that we have on this phone, uh, from the show. And, and my love for coastal Mississippi, Mississippi just continues to grow. There is a special vibe about the people and the communities that make up coastal Mississippi. This is, it's that vibe that make this such a great place to live, work and play. It's a place where our culture and our landscapes and uh, our people and our visitors, especially our visitors, all coexist. It's a very welcoming place. Our culture, by the way, is the result of all this migration that took place over, over our over 300-year history. And it's the, that blend of, you know, like social customs and art and language and, and uh, food and religion and music, and so many other things that come together to make this such an incredibly welcoming place. Um, our friends in the, at Coastal Mississippi, Mississippi Tourism often call this uh, America's secret coast. And, and to some extent, I guess it is, but it's, you know, it's a secret that uh, is becoming known with each passing day. It's, it's special, it's one of a kind, and it's something that's easy to take for granted. Um, but the thing that ultimately connects us is our coastline. And so if outside of the people who live here, which is our number one asset, our beaches are our most important asset. Uh, asset. When, you, when you do a, a search of Co Mississippi Coast beaches on something like TripAdvisor, for example, it's good to be reminded what our visitors think when they come here. In short, they love our beaches. They love our amazing views south. And our sunsets and our sunrises are among the best in the world. Um, but our beaches didn't become our most important asset overnight. It's taken years of focus and leadership. It's taken a master plan. 
I'm thrilled today to have uh, a very special guest, one of my dearest friends on earth. He's the Harrison County Sand Beach director. His name is Chuck Loftus, and I want to welcome him to Coach View this morning. Hey, Chuck, how you doing, buddy? Hey, hey good morning, Ricky. Thanks, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, as, as you know from the friends who have heard it, and you've heard some of this yourself, your name comes up a lot <laughs> in conversations with Milton Seguera and and casino leaders and Rob Stinson, and and I bring it up. Um, we, you know, I'm honored to have this opportunity to visit with you. First of all, you're you're a dear friend, but also you're one of the most incredible leaders when it comes to focusing on the on the Sand Beach effort. And you've been in that role since 2011. You've actually been at Harrison County since 1990. But uh, from 1990 to 2011, I remember lobbying for you <laughs> to be the Sand Beach director because I knew of you that you were one of the most. I don't know. Uh, anal retentive guys I know you you were focused on everything had to be lined up and clean and there I remember going into uh, uh, Loftus Equipment Company and everything had to be in its right place and everything had to be clean you had you could eat off the floor um where did you get that was that from your mom and dad or did it just come natural well you know my mother you know her quite well the way she was and I think that was instead of in me from the, the early age so I kind of, I guess I got it from her, really. But uh, yeah, you know, we couldn't do it. I have a great bunch of guys. I got 25 employees. They take pride in their job on an everyday basis, and they do a fantastic job. They really do. Uh, the board of supervisors gives us all the tools that we possibly could need to do the job, and we couldn't do it without the board and the great employees that I have. Well, I know that's true, and you've always been kind of a a, a team player, and uh, you've got a great team working for you. Um, before we move too far from your family, I, I had the pleasure of knowing your mom and dad, and they were just absolutely incredible. And I uh, remember going over after your father passed away and sitting with your mother, Camilla, and uh, you know, getting a, 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 a good cold glass of sweet iced tea and... <laughs> And then listening to her tell me the way things are, <laughs> yes, the way it is in the world. But she would go crazy today in this world of social media and and all these debates about politics. I mean, it would have driven her crazy, wouldn't it? It sure would have. I don't think she could have made it through this day and time. That's for sure. <laughs> she was she was a special lady, and uh, you, you all grew fresh vegetables and. Uh, I remember some of my favorite was her her squash. <laughs> I just remember things about your mother that I would come over and if she had squash, man, she would just load a plate full and hand it to me. And man, what a oh, what a we were so. I mean, you were honored to have her as a mother. I was really honored to have her as a friend, and and her legacy lives on. Well, thank um, you. So Appreciate you, that. so you worked in your father's business for a long, long time. Loftus Equipment Company up on Highway 49. And at some point, I think it was bought by some guy out of Louisiana. And he didn't do so well. That's what caused you to ultimately land in Harrison County. But tell a little bit about that story. Yeah. When my father had the business uh, all through, I was going through growing up through high school. And then, uh, after that, my dad got to the age where he wanted to retire, so he sold the business to a gentleman, uh, had some more stores over in Louisiana. Um, the economy kind of dipped a little bit, so he went out of business. Uh, I went into business for myself for a few years, 
And then when the opportunity came up with Harrison County, I went ahead and, and took it, and it's been a great experience, really has. Well, you heard you heard me talk at the beginning about um, this amazing place, and of course, I, I get to celebrate Coastal Mississippi every single day, and I'm really honored to get to do it, and I love connecting with people and talking about this great place. But when you heard me talk about the beach, you pr- you had to hear that with some pride because the, you know I would say that the Harrison County Board of Supervisors and your leadership and that of your team, you've really got. Uh, in place, a pretty well-oiled machine. And, and as I've talked about here in Costa, uh, on, on Costa all the time, one of the things that makes this place so special is that we're re- really resilient. So, you know, we had the the Bonnie Carey spillway, that, which led to the algae bloom. We had the we had the oil spill. We've had hurricanes. You know, since you became the director in 2011, there, you've seen a lot of stuff, haven't you? Oh, yeah, especially last year. Last year was a tough year. I mean, for the last two years, we've had so many tropical events and hurricanes. Uh, You know, last year, we started off with the pandemic. You know, people couldn't even get out, go to the beach. Then they had limited to to 10 people in a group. Thank goodness they went up to 50 for outside. But then then we had early in October, uh, I mean, late October, we had uh, Cristobal came through, and that storm put almost 55,000 cubic yards of debris on the beach right before July 4th weekend, one of our biggest holidays. So um, we took care of that, <clears throat> and then, you know, the Hurricane Zeta comes in later on in the, in the season. And, you know, it didn't do a whole lot of damage to the beach itself, but a lot of our structures uh, got destroyed, piers that the county owns. So it's been a very trying couple of years. It really has. Yeah, the story with Cristobal and uh, had numerous representatives from a co- along the coast uh, just after Cristobal talking about the impact of the storm was all that marsh grass. I mean, just this enormous amount of marsh grass that was washed up. That was, you know, I live on Back Bay, as you know, and that was sort of the story here. Some of it was in the yard. Some of it was still in the marsh. And then when Zeta hit, you know, that's what got pushed on up into on up into the yard and I mean it was literally tons of it um but that wasn't an interesting event wasn't it it surely was thank uh, you know the board acted uh, pretty quickly because it was such a large event we couldn't handle it in-house so we had a, a private contractor already on board and they came in and they knocked it out of the park for us and took care of it so we could take care of it as soon as possible Chuck, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more about Zeta and what what that requires you guys to have to do. Uh, this is Chuck Loftus. He's the Sand Beach Director for Harrison County. He's also a very dear friend of mine. And when we come back, we're gonna continue the conversation about the enormous amount of planning and work and master planning that it requires to have the top um, attraction in coastal Mississippi, our wonderful beach. We'll be back after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I'm Chuck Loftus with me, uh, my dear friend and the uh, director of the Sand Beach 
in Harrison County. And when we went to the break, we were talking about uh, the hurricane impact and all of that. And one of the things I want to talk about it, we're going to continue that part of the conversation, but I want to, I want to, I want to sort of, sort of say that one of the, one of the key uh, deliverables, one of the things I'm hoping to get from this show today is, is to remind folks the enormous amount of planning and work and grants from CAP grants to Thailand grants and all the work that's been done over the years to, to create this special place for our visitors and our residents to be able to go and enjoy it. And uh, that did not happen uh, by, you know, uh, by, uh, you know, just a miracle. And there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. So let's go back to the, let's go back to the, uh, to the, uh, hurricane. You know, we had Cristobal at the beginning of the season and then we had this law and I thought, man, we're going to, we're going to dodge big bullets this year. It just seemed they kept coming close and then they would veer off all those, all those close calls. And then Zeta hits and, and we're just, oh my goodness here, here in late October, you know, one, it's so late in the year. And here we are scrambling again. But you talked about, you know, the, the Board of Supervisors had the vision to reach out and get contractors to help. And in really no time, this, the beach was back to normal. It, it didn't take a long time, did it, did it uh, Chuck? No. Um, actually, the contractor finished their work up around the mid part of July. So uh, it was done very quickly. I mean, we wanted to, we got some of the high use areas done uh, first for the July Fourth weekend, so we could open up those areas. But yeah, they did it. Uh, they worked weekends. They worked twelve hours a day, daylight to dark. So they did a fantastic job. And then we came up and did the finishing grade and took care of the whatever little debris they had left over. Yeah, and this is specifically related to Cristobal, which which Chuck noted before we went to the break that. The amount of debris, uh, you know, marsh grass that was planted on the on the uh, beach was absolutely incredible. How many tons? Do you do you know the number? Well, it was roughly fifty five thousand cubic yards. So I'm not sure on the tonnage, but it was it was unbelievable amount of debris from yeah. the marshes mm-hmm. in Louisiana washed up. And so, uh, you know, going forward, just Zeta hits, and we had the impact from that. What, what, what was required to get things sort of back to normal as it relates to that? Well, most of the, the debris that washed up was on the highway. It washed up a little bit further north than what uh, uh, on uh, Cristobal did. So what we did uh, with the board, they told us that we could go ahead and start removing that debris. We pushed it up in piles, and we had the debris contractor that was with the county they came in and removed that debris. So we got that cleared up pretty quickly. But like I said, you know, all of our benches along the boardwalk or stairs or signage, all that was destroyed. And we're working diligently to try to get all that put back together. You know, you think about the beach, you think about um, what the grants and other things have allowed us to do. For, for example, one of the things that I really like, and it's really worked, the sand dunes, have not only been beautiful, but they played a really important sort of role in helping to preserve the beaches. Tell, tell us more about that. Yeah, uh, you know, we had, uh, I got a Go Mesa grant um, two years ago, and we started last year. We did phase one. We planted some grasses, some dune grass, and we were really thinking that the storms might have taken all that out that we planted, but most of the plant material, let's say 90% of it's coming back. So all that grass that you see down there, you know, this beach is not natural. It's man-made. So we have to 
build everything. We had to start from scratch. We put the dune grass at base elevation, and then the sand finally uh, blows up into it. The grass is hold, and it's it's doing well. We fixing to start phase two of that that uh, that Go Mesa grant uh, here within the next two months. So hopefully we'll get some more dune vegetation. Yeah, we didn't have a chance because we didn't have the time to go through a whole history of the uh, the seawall was built in the 1920s, and then and then uh, the the beach was ultimately built to sort of protect the seawall, and then you know the rest is kind of history. It became this incredible tourist attraction, but like Chuck points out, it's not something if you just didn't do anything, it would eventually just go away. I mean, essentially over the years, it would just go away. So it, re- it requires replenishing. And uh, all the things that you've done to sort of improve about, uh, you know, after I think we used to have wooden uh, boardwalks along the way. And then I, was it after Katrina that the concrete boardwalks were made? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, we mitigated with FEMA and they decided that we could go with concrete. So that's the next step that we took. And then, of course, over at the Biloxi boardwalks, uh, you know, took the, took the boardwalk sort of thought to a whole new level. I love, I, I live uh, on the North shore of back Bay, but I love to drive, ride my bike down to the beach and then down to the Biloxi boardwalks, which is, uh, you know, in that area, you know, we, we, where the reef restaurant and those other restaurants are located. But man, I mean, when you, when you go that route and once everything was cleaned up after the hurricane and all, it's just a, man, it's just a beautiful place, man. I mean, we're so lucky to live here. Yeah, that was a great project that was uh, paid from Tidelands. That was a joint venture with the city of Biloxi and the Harrison County Board of Supervisors. That was just completed the final phase from Camellia Street down to Rodenburg Avenue to the cover station. It's got lighting. It is a beautiful facility with that boardwalk back there. If any of the locals hadn't been back there, they really need to take a walk. It is really nice. Uh, Chuck, I shouldn't, you know, we're talking about the pedestrian pathways along the beach, and it's hard to say that and not think about Lee Brumfield and the incredible, like, incredibly bad accident that occurred this week. And unfortunately, Lee, who is a, you know, coast leader and developer who's made tremendous contributions to coastal Mississippi, we'll be talking more about him on a future show, but... Man, what a freak accident, buddy. It was this horrible accident. It really was. I don't think, oh, you know, it wasn't anything on his part. I mean, just going out on the walk, walk on, the, on the boardwalk. But I guess you always got to keep your guard up. That's for sure. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to have some representatives who are involved in safety along the beach, et cetera, on the show in the future. And we're going to talk more about that. But, you know, I'm aware, you know, when I'm, when I'm riding my bike down there, um, I'm, I, I'm, you know, I always have an ear to, is there an oncoming car? And I just want to know kind of what it's doing <laughs> and it, right. because you're so close. I mean, you know, you know, in some ways you, I guess you could sort of lull yourself into, in the thinking that everything's safe, but man, that's a highway. I mean, it's a highway and people are moving fast. Yeah. It's just a horrible accident. It really was. So uh, you guys have done a great job with things like um, the the fire pits. I think are there like twenty one of those now. Yeah, we do. It was something that I I really wanted to implement uh, because before we just had them on the sand itself, and it was something that when we came through with our beach cleaners, it would uh, make the coal go everywhere. So we really didn't want that to happen. So uh, we built those fire pits, and they have been a huge success. Very very much so. 
Hey, for people who want to have a bonfire, remind them about the permitting process and about the, the permit cost. Yeah, they can just uh, call the office Monday through Friday. We can do it uh, either in person or by the phone since this pandemic. If somebody doesn't want to come in, they can do it by phone. Uh, it's a $25 fee. Uh, straight fee and we take debit or credit cards over the phone. It's a real easy process. If nobody's done it, it's a great opportunity to see your sunset and it's great for visitors and locals alike. Chuck, one other thing I want to mention before we bring it, the conversation back to you, the, the beach testing is something that's really important. And, uh, we, you know, we've, we've worked hard over the years to make sure that the testing is uh, meeting the state, federal, state and federal requirements. But that's really important. The monitoring program is a really important part of, of enjoying the beach, isn't it? Yeah, that's, you know, that's a, a DEQ goes out. They do it on a daily basis. They test the waters. A lot of places don't do that. A lot of, you know, a lot of beaches uh, along the Florida coast and Alabama coast do not test their waters. It's something that we do. A lot of um, locals kind of frown on it, but it's something that we need to do. Uh, to be sure our water quality is good enough for the people to go out there and enjoy themselves. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And one, one last thing I meant to mention earlier, um, litter. Litter in coastal Mississippi, I remember back 10 years ago, was a bigger problem than it is today. Are people tending to pay more attention to litter these days? Well, we tried to emphasize on it, but you know, we, we have over 400 receptacles out there on the beach. And, uh, that's one of our biggest issues to date is this a trash issue. Uh, if people would just put it into cans, it would be so much easier for us. It wouldn't look as bad for the visitors that come down and see it. But they are, in the last two to three years, it has uh, done quite well. People are doing a little bit better job. I know back in the, back in the, I say the old days, <laughs> it's been a while. Sun Air always sponsored the paint a can contest. and. That was always really important to us. Uh, Chuck, we're, we're running out of time, but let me just say this on behalf of coastal Mississippians all over all over the world, you know, who, who find their ways back here and to enjoy this amazing beach. Thank you for your leadership and for staying focused on making sure that we have, uh, you know, this top attraction at its very best every single day. So thank you, buddy. Well, thank you, man. Appreciate it. This has been Chuck Loftus, the head of the Sand Beach uh, for Harrison County and uh, a dear friend. And we'll come back after this break with Fofo Gillich, the mayor of Biloxi. Broadcasting safe and sound from the coastal Mississippi studios. This is Coast View View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk 103.1. Mississippi Media Production.